This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions, set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting, or to offer suggestions for future shows, or even a way on, in on the poll, should Tony and I be doing this with video? Just throwing that out there. Now, <laughs> oh, no. when you were a kid getting ready for the first day of school, you probably had some exciting ideas about the year ahead. Maybe it was trying out for the football or volleyball team. Maybe it was landing a role in the fall play, or maybe it was just sitting at the lunch table with your friends sharing laughs. Now, whatever exciting thoughts you had, you probably didn't spend too much time thinking about homework and class projects and the big tests. And it's really kind of the same with retirement. You know, as your retirement draws closer, your mind likely fills with visions of rounds of golf, dinner with friends, trips with the grandkids, But just like with school, retirement does mean a little bit of homework that we're not often thinking about. Now, one piece of retirement homework is understanding your long-term care options. This is a make it or break it situation for a lot of people in retirement. Uh, A lot of people are more than likely going to eventually need help with basic things like bathing, getting dressed, eating, a lot more. But those services come with a very hefty price tag. Luckily for some folks, long-term care insurance may be a way to get the services they need without jeopardizing their nest egg. So on the show today, we're going to highlight some of the things you should know about long-term care insurance. But before the bell rings to start today's lesson, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who I'm told, and quite honestly, I know for a fact, what his two favorite classes are were, were when he was a kid. But let's just see if he's going to pony up that info. Yeah, lunch and band. <laughs> My two favorite classes were lunch. I, I counted that as a class. Uh, it, should, it should be. I mean, come on, band band class was we had fun. I, I oh, loved yeah. it. Loved the music and uh, at lunch for when they had the school pizza. Did your school have the uh, rectangular? Oh slices, yeah. the rectangular the pizza. S- the stuff that didn't make the cut to get into the Elio's box. <laughs> right. oh no (laughs) oh good lord matt bringing back some good good elementary and junior high school lunches tony what was your first instrument in school uh my first instrument and my only main instrument band was trumpet all right yep i also played uh electric bass in the jazz band it's because you're a cool cat (laughs) <laughs> well when i'd put on the shades right yeah right so that's that's that but hey the topic unfortunately we're talking about a serious topic that a lot of people i think avoid because they don't want to think about it or don't you know they don't think it'll apply to them 
Um, but you know, the odds every year get greater and greater, uh, how many people are going to need long-term care. So I, I know that. And my mom is, my mom is in long-term care right now. Uh, she has Parkinson's. And so this is a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And I wish they had worked with somebody like you, my parents early on and had a plan for long-term care because now we're dealing with it and it's very expensive. It's an issue. And I know we're going to talk about that. Uh, and I know you've been an advocate for pre-planning for long-term care, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to be, there's a lot of ground to cover here. We're going to try and take, you know, a pretty broad range. And you said, I think you hit the nail on the head. Anytime the I word comes into play, people don't like hearing about it. Oh, insurance. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to talk about insurance, whether it's car insurance, nope. life insurance, long-term care insurance, right. trip insurance. You know, I don't care what it is. People hate talking about insurance, which is really a bad way to go about things. It is. Um, it's, you know, there's a, there's a saying I like to think you have to insure against the probability of what's going to go wrong. So you can afford to invest in the possibility of what can go right. Right. So the problem, there's a probability things are going to go wrong and you can attach some numbers to those things. And I we've talked about this before, long-term care costs can be devastating to a lot of people's retirements. Oh. Um, or it, even more so perhaps their legacy plans. Right. So um, at the very least, if you are hoping to leave something to your your heirs, your beneficiaries, some form of long term care insurance. And we're going to talk about all the different kinds. Um, but here, here's a stat that might surprise people. There is an Urban Institute, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services study that found that 70 percent of Americans who reach age 65, they're eventually going to need some kind of long term care during their retirement years. Right. So this is not we're not. Like I said, the probability there is a well over 50% chance that you're going to need to con consider this. Now, it also determined while some people are going to benefit from unpaid care from family members or others, almost half of retirees will require paid assistance. And 25% will require more than two years of paid care. 15% will live two or more years in a nursing home. Oh. Yeah, I mean, 70% of all people will probably need long-term care. That's almost two-thirds. I mean, that's yes. almost three uh, two out of two every thirds. two out of every three people. And so, uh, you know, uh, the odds are you or your spouse, if not both, will need long-term care. And I know those numbers increase every year at this point. So uh, this is something that you have to plan ahead for. I mean, uh, what are we looking at in terms of cost? All right, so this can... Very wide, uh, very, I, I said very widely and it sounded silly, but very with an A-R-Y, not an E-R-Y. What did e you say about me? You heard me. Um, <laughs> now, the, it, it can vary widely and it often comes down to how long you'll need services. Uh, another big part's where you live uh, and how significant those services are. You know, paying for those services uh, does vary considerably. The article We'll also talk about, you know, traditional Medicare generally doesn't cover long-term care beyond some skilled care. And that's the stuff you need r shortly after you've been hospitalized for an illness or injury. You know, some Medicare Advantage plans provide supplemental coverage for things like meal deliveries and maybe rides to medical appointments. But it's pretty, typically it's pretty limited. In the area where my mom and dad live, I know that it's anywhere from $5,000 to $12,000 a month. Per person. Per person for an individual. Yes. Long-term care. 
And um, where my mother is at in a nursing home, it's because of her Parkinson's. She needs full-time care now. Uh, it's 6000 a month. I know that uh, where my mother-in-law is at in their memory care unit, she's not in that unit, but I happen to know that it's about $12,000 a month for those people. Now, and that's I- a private facility. Uh, very nice. But that's you're going to spend down. I don't care how much you have saved for retirement. That's going to spend it down quickly. It will. It, yeah. It, so it will spend money down quickly. And there are, I'm wrong. There are people that we do the planning for them and they're going to be, they could last five years in long-term care. Right. right? But even then, do you want to give all that money to the long-term care facility? You still want to do have something, some protection, so you're passing it on to your kids. Right. It's great if you can self-fund and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But is that really how you want to spend that uh, money? The majority There's... of the people in this country cannot self-fund long-term care. Correct. Uh, at Correct. least not, uh, not, not if you need it for more than a year or two. That's and sure. even those that can don't want to burn at all on those on that money, just paying it out in cash, right? So there are ways you can do things like this, but and. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to scare people. Those memory care units, $12,000 a month might seem steep. That's not steep considering what it costs all over the country. That's probably about average. And more often than not, I find people that are in that situation are still hiring extra help on top of that in a, in, in a facility like that because after a little while, they realize that may just not be enough around while there's services there around the clock. At some point they kind of need someone with that person around the clock, or at least that's how a lot of, you know, the, the children of those folks that are in there feel and it it starts to add up. Boy, does it start to add up? Yeah. And and like you say, Medicare does not cover long-term care. People need to understand that uh, there are certain circumstances where if you're in the hospital, uh, for a certain amount of time and you need transitional care in a long-term care facility, they may pay up to 90 days, <laughs> which is three months. So uh, that it's really a no, right? So, right. Uh, but Medicaid, I know from working with my mom and dad on her care, I know Medicaid can play a role in long-term care services for some people, right? I absolutely can. Uh, a lot of people probably know that you know, Medicaid's the joint federal state program that covers low income people. Now it's the largest funding source for long-term care, something they may not know. Um, it, limits are different from state to state. And you, the thing is you generally can't get Medicaid unless you've used up the bulk of your savings and other assets other than your primary residence and your primary automobile. Um, but that's also not to say that lawyers don't have ways, if you look far enough ahead, to plan to protect a lot of that stuff as well from that Medicaid spend down. So there's a lot of things that can be done. Uh, the factor, you know, the factor, though, that Medicaid will generally only ask to leave you with X amount of assets, that's often enough to nudge some people to consider ways to address pot- potential future long-term care costs in a way that's going to safeguard some of that retirement nest egg but also getting them those services they want and need. And don't get me wrong, there's some people who don't care where they end up. They just don't care that, you know, how much it's going to cost, that maybe they don't have enough assets or maybe they don't care what level of service they get. So that's one thing. But if you have any iota of care about what your care is going to look like, if you need long-term care, this should be part of your plan. 
Well, definitely. And I mean, obviously, you want a plan in place ahead of time. And there are, there's more, you know, the old phrase, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There are multiple ways to pay for long-term care. Uh, and uh, so there are strategies and different ways people can, can plan for it. But I think the key is to have a plan and work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, when it comes to retirement. I mean, long-term care is important, but it's, and it's complicated. So there's no reason to try to figure it out all by yourself, right? Correct. And again, I think you want to work with somebody, and I'm not using this as a buzzword, somebody who has a holistic approach to this situation, not just somebody who's selling long-term care insurance, straight long-term care insurance. not just an insurance salesman. You want to work with a financial advisor. Yeah, or not just someone who sells like another type of insurance product, maybe an annuity that has a long-term care rider and that's all they do too. Like you want somebody that's going to be able to look at all the options available. All those options and others, right? Yes, and others. And other strategies, additional strategies. Because you brought up a good one. I mean, a a fixed index annuity with a long-term care rider is one option for some people that they Mm -hmm. use, right? Yeah. So there's, and there's a lot of different ways to do it. So there's, look, you can, there's a, some of the biggest elements we want to talk about uh, works in similar fashion to kind of like home and auto insurance. You pay regular premiums often pretty much as long as the policy is in effect. There are some you know possibilities to change that. And you make claims if you ever need any of the covered services. Now, you can select a small amount of coverage or a large amount of coverage to help pay for the expenses in or out of the home. A lot of cases, policies specify just how much you can receive either daily or monthly. There's a lifetime match usually for a defined number of years. Uh, Varying amounts may be allowed for care that happens in your home or in a nursing home or in some other sort of facility. And you also, um, you pay extra for benefits that increase over time to protect you from inflation, which, you know, for a long time, people didn't seem as interested in, except the policy, they generally, it makes sense because the premiums on these policies often go up kind of astronomically at some point. So having one that really does inflate underneath that to go up with the rising cost of healthcare is generally pretty obvious to people over time when they hold one of these policies. Yeah. Well, what about waiting periods, though, with a policy like that? Okay. Uh, well, um, there are there's there's variety of waiting periods depending on the policy you get. Um, you know, that's from when you begin requiring care and when the benefits start the waiting period. Common waiting periods, 90 days. You can pay more to begin receiving benefits at maybe after 30 days. Uh, you could also pay less to get a delay maybe of 180 days. That's another reason why you want to work with somebody who has a good idea of your entire situation, your cash flow, your spending needs, not just is it suitable for you or not. The article explains that you'll pay more for a policy you know, that pays out $200 a day and it lasts five years and grows benefits at a compounded rate of 3% a year than you'd pay for a policy that provides $100 a day for two years without inflation protection. And I can back that up. That is certainly something you're going to be seeing out there. We see this all the time when these things come across our desk. Um, You're going to get what you pay for, but knowing, having having the idea of what your total picture looks like is going to help you define what that, what that's going to be. So, you know, you're making the right decision based on the right products. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's key right there. And you've been highlighting some of these things we need to know about long-term care and long-term care insurance. And a lot of retirees out there, as you mentioned, will need long-term care. 
so it's important to understand all the options and how you can pay for those services. What do you have for us next? All right. Besides for, you know, all the things we know about this, I do like to refer to some articles in case people need some sort of argument from a higher authority than myself. Uh, and that's, uh, <laughs> is there, there is one. I don't know. I didn't but, think so. Uh, there's, there's an AARP article, understanding long-term care insurance. Uh, it gives some pretty good insights as well. Sure. Uh, highlights, especially what long-term care insurance generally covers. So first, Policies may limit what conditions they cover in you know each individual policy. Uh, it's common to be denied care for alcoholism, drug addiction, or war injuries. Uh, furthermore, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, there you oh, go. No, I'm, I'm uh, just joking. And while an ex- a pre-existing condition like heart disease or a previous bout of cancer may not prevent you from acquiring a policy, it may not cover care linked to that condition for a certain block of time after it goes into effect. Yeah. Um, or it may table you for a different price or something. So again, that's why there's so many different options out there. Maybe you don't pay more for a straight insurance policy. Maybe there's another product that works better for you. Yeah. I mean, I like to joke around to make the the show more fun and you and I do that, but this is a serious topic and that is, it's tough. Long-term care is tough. And, uh, but this, this conversation is helpful, uh, because people need to understand this. Now, uh, then I think the next question would be, when exactly is a person eligible for the benefits? Uh, so generally, it's when you can't handle a set number of what are called activities of daily living or ADL. It's usually two out of six. Um, there's thing, uh, So it's uh, like bathing, dressing, eating, using the toilet, getting in and out of bed and chairs, and m- managing incontinence or developing cognitive cognitive impairment, right? So, um, it's, it's generally two out of six of those, but again, it may change, but that's, I, I don't know that I've ever seen anything different than two out of six. And I said, maybe a higher authority than me, that's probably even a rule. But, uh, at some point, if you stop paying premiums before you need cover services, you can lose the coverage. All right. So you become eligible when you can't handle a certain number of ADLs. Um, and at that point, the, the premiums generally get waived. Uh, if you stop paying those premiums before that, they you might lose the coverage. But again, when once you do need them, generally the premiums go away. And if you never need the coverage, Kind of like my father, I have my father. He, he just went home one day and he ended up at the hospital that night and he didn't go back to work the next day. Right. So that was, that was where that ended. And so all the money he paid for his long-term care that went away. But my mother, on the other hand, she'll probably destroy that insurance company. Yeah. She, she has a longevity in her family and she's got a decent policy. She is going to get her money's worth more than likely. Um, but if if you don't use it, it's kind of like uh, auto insurance. You kind of hope to not have to, really. But it's good to know it's there. Uh, and, you know, the company will use it to pay other claims. Uh, and, of course, hopefully, they're, from their perspective, they're going to make a profit. If you're an investor in that company, you probably hope the same way. Uh, long-term care insurance, it's pretty much, like I said, like car insurance. Either use it or lose it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I, I think straight long-term care. Yeah, that's straight long-term care insurance. There are other options, uh, obviously. In fact, uh, I've read that there are uh, hybrid insurance vehicles or policies, uh, right? What's that? Yeah, so that's when they run on both gas and electric. Ins- 
No, wait, that's a hybrid vehicle. Insurance vehicle. I got <laughs> oh, it wrong. No. Oh, no. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, so you're right. You know, you said this one's serious. All the financial topics we cover are serious. But if you can't have some fun with it along the way, I'm sorry, you probably need to talk to a different advisor, right? Like, we have to laugh at some of these things. Um, no, so most long-term care policies have... Uh, a lot of them combine coverage for your potential future long-term care needs with some other additional benefits, something like life insurance or an annuity. Uh, we mentioned that before. Those are kind of more of those hybrid policies. They're also called linked benefit policies. Um, so say you contribute one lump sum or a fixed amount that's broken into a lot of annual payments. In exchange for that, you're going to receive long-term care coverage that uh, has features like those often written in traditional policies, in addition to some degree of life insurance that your heirs will get if you don't use any of the long-term care benefits or the long-term care benefits don't outcost the life insurance face value. That mm. makes sense. You know, it doesn't pay yeah. past that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that does make sense. So um, with a hybrid, obviously the heirs uh, can receive the money if you don't use the long-term care benefits. That's great. But what happens if you use some of the benefits, but not all? all right. So it's just like uh, the life insurance payouts lowered or eliminated, kind of like sometimes people take loans against the life insurance policy. It take it goes against the face value policy. So the policy may allow in for the long term care it may be the similar. It may allow you to take back your full payment in the first few years if you determine you no longer need the coverage. Uh, premiums generally aren't ongoing, which means they can't rise. The, but I do see a lot some go up, but it all depends on it, you know which we're looking at straight or hybrid here. Um, for some people, the appeal of hybrid policies is that they address the worry a lot of people have about paying into something they may never need because there are like the death benefits. So those other living, you know, the living benefit is added to a life insurance policy. But as you can guess, the policies guarantee it's going to cost you because they're often pricier than traditional insurance policies. They may not be as expensive as a straight long-term care policy, but it's, it's going to be more expensive than a traditional life insurance policy, uh, more likely than not. The, the life insurance payouts are typically fairly small unless you add long-term care to a bigger, more expensive permanent life insurance policy. So sure. like I said, there's give and takes, but again, why, that's why it doesn't make any sense to me to do this without your financial planner and your advisor in your corner, uh, someone who's got that entire picture in mind and isn't just trying to sell you a product of some sort. Right. Yeah, that's the key right there. Make sure you're working with a trusted financial services professionals uh, or professional. And I think that's great. I've taken a lot so far from this conversation. Uh, you know, obviously people have choices and that's key. So what should we consider before making any final decisions regarding long-term care? That's a great question. Um, first thing I think you want to consider as you weigh long-term care is your overall financial situation. Like I said, you know, as the article explains, a, a lot of people will simply look at their assets and spending habits, and ultimately they're gonna determine they'll be able to manage their potential future long-term care needs without insurance. Um, okay, fine. But some people 
maybe leaning towards selling a second home or downsizing into a smaller home or perhaps even securing a reverse mortgage to cover some of their possible long-term care needs. And other people might um, have a longevity fund to address not only the long-term care, but all the costs that come with living a long life. Biggest possible advantage to self-funding your long-term care needs is simply flexibility in how you spend your care budget. But, you know, what do we... What do we want to take from all of this is that everybody's situation is going to be different. Those are three of a possible 150 different scenarios we might come across in right. the next three weeks if we were talking about this with different people, right? So we want to, you want to keep in mind this, unless you have a complete snapshot of what your financial situation, not even snapshot, a complete picture of what your financial situation looks like. That's all the snapshots put together in the picture book, right? And being able to look at all those together. And then knowing that you've looked at the how this policy, look at all the options, look at what a straight uh, long-term care policies, how that's going to look, what that's going to affect you over your lifetime, over your expected lifetime, over the lifetime of how most people in your family end up living, which may be different than the government's guess for you. Um, look at how one of those hybrid policies will take, will affect you. Look at what self-funding is going to affect you and then adjust it from there to meet the, the needs you have and the wants you have, the goals you have for your financial life. Maybe you know that your kids are going to take care of you. Maybe, maybe 17 of your grandkids are all long-term care providers. Yeah. You're going to be in a different vote in a different boat <laughs> than somebody who has two kids who both work in the, uh, you know, fishing industry, right? Yeah, so sure. you're they, if they're never if they're always at sea, they're not going to be able to help you. Radio show hosts. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe podcasters. Yeah, crazy in the North Pole. <laughs> yeah. So true. You, you want to know that you you have to have a complete understanding of what the, all these things are. The biggest decision you want to make is how is this going to work in my overall plan? And you're not going to know that without a plan. So yep. when you, if, if you see some seminar that is going to go and tell you about long-term care, go, then go right to your planner and find out if that particular product's right for you. Your, your planner may not be able to provide you with insurance products. So then, but they'll be able to tell you if that one's going to be good for you. And if, and my planner, I mean, as someone who's a CFP, not someone who says, I'm going to do a financial plan for you and then uses one piece of paper and fills out seven columns and goes, oh, look, this is good for you. <laughs> That's not a financial plan. No, it's not at all. Um, so a, a financial plan is going to take more than one sit down and more calculations than that can be done on the back of a napkin at a restaurant. So um, make sure you meet with your planner after that. Talk about if you haven't already put that piece into your plan, which if you're working with a good planner, that's going to be in there. If you go to one of those things and you don't have a planner, make your next stop your financial planner. Yeah. There's plenty of long-term care possibilities out there. There's, and granted, generally the sooner you buy something in insurance world, the less it's going to cost. But products are always evolving, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. You can't have remorse about waiting too long to make the right decision as long as you make the right decision. Yeah. Right. But only, you know, don't wait too long because you're paral you know, paralysis through analysis. Wait an extra week while you review your plan with your provider or your planner to make sure that it's in the right place. Yeah. And they can uh, pick up the phone and call you. They can call your office. Uh, how can our listeners out there get a hold of you? What's that number? Well, you can call us 800-339-9252. 
heck, you can even visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Request an appointment through the website. All right. Sounds great, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.